With prices seeming to rise every day, it's no wonder so many of us are looking for ways to cut back on spending. The good news is there are tons of simple and painless ways to spend less and still thrive. Whether you want to slash your grocery bill, reduce household expenses, or just be more mindful with your money, adopting a frugal lifestyle is a great path to financial freedom. In this episode, we'll be sharing easy, practical tips. And when I say easy, I mean really easy to spend less and get more value for every dollar you earn. The great thing about frugal living is that it doesn't mean deprivation or sacrifice. It's about spending intentionally on what matters most to you. Our goal today is to give you simple, painless ways to implement frugality into your daily life. Are you ready to start saving more money without feeling like you're missing out? Then let's get to these tips. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Welcome to the Financial Mirror and thanks for joining me today as we continue to work to improve the one thing that we can control ourselves. Here at the Financial Mirror, it is not about the numbers and spreadsheets alone, but about transforming and educating you on money so you can make smarter financial decisions. If this is your first time joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave that five-star review and a written comment as those go a long way in spreading this information to more listeners that just want to improve their personal finances, just like you. Today, we are talking about frugality, and I I thought very, very uh, hard about how I was going to talk about this subject uh, because so many people think that, well, if I'm going to be frugal, that means life's boring. That means that I can't do anything that I want to do. That means that my I'm working all these hours and I'm not able to spend money on the things that I want. And none of that is true. <laughs> it's, it's literally none of that is true. So uh, I was like, let's talk about, let's level up people's lives by living frugally. And they don't even know how easy this is, right? Like you don't know how easy this is. And today I want to tell you that it, it, well, let me take that back. Maybe you do, maybe you're already living a frugal life and I'm just going to revalidate everything that you already know. But for a majority of us out there, right, it's it's not as as easy because conceptually we're like, oh, frugal means uh, deprivation. Frugal means sacrificing. And, and that's not at all the case. So today I want to level up your life so that I can just introduce a couple of ideas and tips and tricks and leave you with a four step process that you can implement immediately to begin to live life more frugally. And through that, through through a frugal lifestyle you'll be able to use uh, that more that more conscientious spending habit practices to move toward whatever your financial goals are. So that's kind of the end goal of today is to really get you honed in, leave you with those last four steps. Um, but, but before I give you, I don't want to just give you the four steps and be like, go do it, because obviously that's going to lead you down uh, a dark, broken path that you may not know. Like, what are some of the ideas? Like, well, give me some ideas, right? So I'm going to start off by giving you the ideas Think about as I go through these, the goal here is that you take a look at them. You say, I could do that, right? Or I will do that. And give yourself a I will, I could, 
and I just won't. Like, I'm not going to do that. And that's okay. You don't have to do everything that I mentioned today. The goal here is that you pick out a couple of these items, a couple of these things that you can do differently to spend your money more wisely. And that's all being frugal is, right? So let's first jump into that. Like, I, I kind of want to give you, and let's level set on definition, right? Because if we don't, if we're not talking the same language, we're not speaking the same tone, we could lose each other. So let's first talk about like, what is frugality? What am I talking about when I mean that um, we're going to level up life by living frugally? Like, like, what does all that mean? Well, simply put, frugal living, it's just, it's just about being conscious of your spending. So frugality is going to be in, in all definition purposes throughout this episode, or if you talk to me uh, in a in a uh, personal one-on-one coaching session or whatever, when I speak about frugality, when I speak about, you know, being a little bit more frugal, I'm talking about being conscious of your spending, right? It's about conscious spending. It's about getting value for your money, right? Like not just spending money. Um, like if you can go get one thing uh, that costs you a hundred dollars and you could go like and get the same exact thing or almost the same thing for $25, why would you spend the extra 75? Right? Like that's just about, it's about being like getting the most value out of every dollar you earn. It's about eliminating waste, not buying things just because, uh, you can, right? Like, like waste is when I think about waste, I think about like the <laughs> Amazon's return policy is waste because the simple fact you buy it, and some people are going to argue with me, but I'm going to tell you why I think that because people will buy things with the idea of knowing that I can return this if I don't like it. Right. And then they go to the return policy and then they realize that they've missed their deadline and now they're stuck with it. Right. But they originally got suckered into it because they were like, well, I can just return it. And then they never got to that UPS or Whole Foods to return the item. And <laughs> now they're stuck with it. So that's what I mean by that. I'm not saying that it's wasteful. Amazon's great. You know, it's, it's convenient, all those things. You know, you can buy it and sometimes even get it the same day, uh, depending on where you live. Right. But anyways, send about Amazon. But <laughs> if anything, Amazon's probably going to take you further from frugality. Anyways, it's about eliminating waste. It's about finding ways to not leave yourself with a bunch of leftover, a bunch of things you don't need. Um, in, in, in lieu of, of that conscious spending and being a little bit more thoughtful. And then the other, this is the one that most people, uh, when they think about being frugal, what they think about is when I say finding ways to save, they're like, their immediate reaction is, oh, the only way I can save is by cutting out. And that's not at all the case. That's not at all the case. I'm going to show you that today. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about a couple of items that you can do to you know, enable yourself to save uh, a lot of times. And, and this is kind of me just ranting for just a second, but a lot of times people will instantly shut down the idea of frugal living because of that, that sincere, deep rooted definition that frugal means sacrifice and deprivation. And I just want to tell you that that's not the case. It should be encouraging to you to hear me say that, that it's not about living frugality is not about living a boring life and it's not being able to not have anything that you want. Right. So that's kind of where I, I, I like to, to start with is just giving you that like, let's level set on what that definition is. Like, what are we talking about when we think about frugal living? And that's what I want to enable you to do because there's benefits to that, right? There's benefits to you living frugally. There's benefits to your pocketbook for you to live a more frugal life. 
and now, you know, that's kind of what I want to get to. I want to get to what it is benefits, and then what are some actionable tips you can do to get there? So what are those benefits? Well, the main benefit that people think about when they think about frugal living is saving money. That is a hundred percent. The reason why people, uh, not a hundred, there's other reasons. And, and that is kind of going to be number three. That's kind of the non-financial one. Um, but the first one is saving money because everybody wants to save money and they just need a path forward to do it. And it's probably one of the most, you know, tried and true reasons that people jump into the frugal lifestyle uh, because frugal living does allow you to save money and invest it wisely. It truly does. Like you, you're able to take the dollars that you're not putting towards whatever, uh, you know, that you were spending all of your money on. And now you can, you can reallocate that to investments. You can reallocate that to retirement. You can reallocate that to that second point, reducing debt, Right. People will take on frugal life. Uh, you'll hear Dave Ramsey when he has people on the show. He'll when he's talking to people about getting rid of debt. He'll talk about you got to be on rice and beans, baby. You got to you got to eat. You got to eat to survive and stop eating for for this like this 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 notion of like this luxurious living while you're trying to get out of debt. You've got to get a little bit more frugal, and that's what he's meaning when he talks about rice and beans. You've got to get to that point to where you're not li- you're not you're not having five star. Um, meals every night when you're trying to reduce debt. So that's how you can think about frugal living. Because when you spend less on things you don't need, you can use that money to pay off your debts, right? You can use that money to pay off your debts. It's a huge benefit of frugal living. So the saving money, reducing debt, all that, they kind of tie together if you have debt, uh, because you're able to save money on other things so that you can pay off your debt. And, and on, on the contrary, if you're not in debt, you can save money um, living frugally so that you can retire, you know, invest in retirement, invest in personal investments, get into real estate, all these other wealth building tools that I've talked about in multiple episodes. That's how you get there is cutting the cost of the things you don't need. Uh, one of the other ones, the other big benefits is that it can help diminish stress. This is the non-financial one that I was discussing, but non-frugal living. So when you're living this life, that's not frugal at all. Like you're just buying things, you know, need or want, like you're just buying them. What you end up with is, is a, a house full of clutter, potentially if there are physical items that you're, that you tend to splurge on. Um, the other stress that comes with it is kind of financial and financial stress where every day you pass by the same coffee shop, you pass by the same bagel place, you go to lunch with your coworkers every day, you do all these things that, when you go home at night, you're like, man, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have spent that money because now I am stressed financially. Like I just don't have enough money to get by. And then you go to work the next day and you do it all over again. So that's kind of that stress. And then, like I said, there's, there's this clutterness that comes, that comes with, you know, not living frugally that you can, you can end up feeling cluttered. Uh, so you'll think about, I, I compare this to like a minimalist or, or someone that, that is, is sort of trying to live on, uh, as least amount as possible. That's kind of where we can think about that, that getting rid of all the clutter that's around you. Uh, it can just feel relieving, right? You can just start to feel like a little bit of peace about what's like your surroundings, your environment, the things that you're, you're living in for the simple fact that you just don't have all this stuff just surrounding you that you have to put away and take care of and all those things. So just another component, another benefit of frugal living. And the last one is that you can gain financial freedom. If that is your goal, if your goal is to become to like a fire, like 
financial independence, retire early type of uh, momentum. That living frugally can increase your annual savings rate, helping you get there faster. So just lit, take on some of these frugal, actionable tips, and you can get to that goal of living a financially free life much sooner. Okay, so that's kind of the biggest things when it comes to uh, living frugally. That is a way to do it. That are some of the benefits to do it. So now I want to jump into some actionable tips. I've got a handful here, actually about two handfuls if we really think about it. Uh, but I want to really dive into what you can do because a lot of times, uh, if you Google frugal living, it's kind of kind of it's going to point you toward that minimalist lifestyle. Um, and that does like, if you think minimalist, you can think sacrifice and deprivation a little bit. If you're not into that, if you're into like the minimalist thing, uh, that's probably like, you know, your Zen moment, like that's like super peaceful to you. So I would tell you to keep at it. And it's a very, very, you know, um, beneficial trait to have a mindset to be in. But if that's not you, and when you think frugal, you're, you're like, I'm not going to do it. I have to deprive myself. That's what these actionable tips are for. These actionable tips are for ways for you to really take on a frugal life without depriving yourself, to not feel like you're going to work just to do nothing with the money that you've earned, right? Like enjoying life uh, to the fullest. So the first one that, uh, the first tip I wanted to give you is that when it comes to living frugally that you can immediately, immediately uh, implement is to shop sales. Shop sales. This could mean not getting the things you want right now, but getting them when you can get them on sale. So uh, for all of these tips, I've tried to come up with like sort of a, a part of my life where I've used this so that you can see and sort of conceptualize how you can implement this. And maybe it just spawns a thought in your head. And that's kind of what I want to get out of this. I want I want this whole episode to be me giving you some some sort of examples so that you can learn how to adopt these into your own life. Because my experience is not the same as your experience. And what I would like is for us to share some common ground somewhere so that you can start to say, you know what, I could do that with this part of my life, right? So what this, what I, the, the example that I use for shopping sales is that I recently, uh, I got an email from, from Nike and it was like, you know, we got this back to school sale. We've got this back to school sale and everything that is on clearance. Also, some of the items also get 20 extra percent off. And I was like, oh, let me go look at this. I had been needing workout shoes, some new, some new workout shoes. Uh, Nike Metcons are my thing. So I was like, that's the workout shoe I want. You know, I'll keep using what I got until those go on sale. And this sale finally presented itself. So I, I picked me up my, my workout shoes and I got a steal. I got a steal. You know, these are over a hundred dollar pair of shoes and we ended up getting them for like 60 bucks. Right. So it's, it's, it was a big, big deal in terms of just waiting being patient and shopping the sales when they present themselves. Now, the thing about shopping sales, and and this is where I, I have to give you the real side of things as well, is that once I got to that site, I had this thing in mind that I wanted. I wanted these shoes. I wanted Nike Metcons. The thing that I have to keep in mind, though, is that I got to the Nike site and I saw the back to school sale and I saw some really cool Alabama gear and a new football season was coming up. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to get this hat. I'm going to get this nice new polo. I ended up getting a, um, a hoodie like, you know, like don't do that. Like that's, that was not on my agenda. That was called impulse buying. And I 
fail for it, right? And I'm, cause I'm human, I'm human just like you. So I conceptualized and I validated in my mind that this is something that I was gonna get and I got it. And am I, am I upset or, you know, up, you know, mad that I got it? No, I'll pay the consequence of not having as much money to buy other things that I would like, you know, when I want them. Um, but waiting to shop sales is a great, great way for you to save extra money. So if you can have a little bit more self-control than I had on that Nike site that day, this can be a great way for you to save a little extra cash and still get the things you want. Okay. Because like I said, I, I think it was like, ended up being like $50 off on those shoes. And if you're trying to pay off debt or you're trying to get started investing, $50 goes a long way, right? Like think about that $50. If you're paying minimum payment on a credit card, most likely your minimum payments like $50. Think about being able to pay in one month, two minimum payments, right? That is how you begin to make steps forward, strides forward in paying off debt, saving money, investing. Just one way, just one way to do it. Another way, and this one I am a little hesitant to bring up, but I'm going to present it anyways because it's a uh, another way that you can live frugally, and that is couponing. Now, I have never been a couponer. I uh, am. I'm not going to say I'm not going to. Um, I have never gotten into it. But it does seem fun. Okay, so if if it seems fun to you, because it seems fun to me, let me let me say this: couponing is not bad. I'm not telling you couponing is bad. Um, you need to. What I've been told, I'm not a professional couponer, and if you are a couponer, please comment on this episode and tell me how awesome it is, and tell me tips and tricks um, uh, that you use to coupon. And you know what? I, I want to throw this. I'm, I'm throwing a. I'm throwing some bait out there. If you are a couponer or you know someone that's a couponer. I would love to have them on the on, a, on an episode um, to just talk about couponing. I truly would because I have talked to people about it. I have really tried to, to learn about it. Um, I just want to find the applicability and how people are applying it to their own lives. And I think there's a lot of people out there that would love to hear that as well. So if you are a couponer, if you know a couponer, comment on the episode, we'll get in touch and we will get that person on the episode to talk about this. Now, Couponing, it seems fun to be able to grab all these deals, to be able to, like I, I got, I got super excited when I got the Nike Metcons for like $50 off, right? That was exciting to me. Think about every time you go into the grocery store or whatever, and you get all this stuff and then you see it down at the bottom. It's like you saved $200 or whatever the case may be. That is gratifying. That's gratifying. And um, that's why couponing is so important. Now for the businesses, they obviously are using it to get you in the store because the hope is that you buy other things you don't need. Like me on the Nike website where I ended up buying all this Alabama gear and I really just needed the shoes. That's the idea. They got me in electronically. I was couponing, I guess they got me in and with the 20% off thing and I bought extra. That's the whole goal. But if you can be self-controlled when you get in the grocery store or whatever, couponing is a great way for you to really start to get a, save a little bit of money and still have the things you need, right? Still have the things you need. Now, does that mean that if you don't have a coupon, you can't get it? No, it just means that you're going to get the things that you have coupons for that you're going to save for. And then you're going to have a little bit of extra. The biggest thing that I've heard from couponing is that you do get a lot of a, a larger quantity of certain items. You have to be able to store those, you know, for you know, it needs to be perishable or, or, uh, non-perishable and it needs to to be able to be stored um, and the perishable items you need to make sure that you're using those so 
that's kind of what uh, I would say. If you are couponing, you need to make sure that you have a um, good strategy in place to be able to store these items, to use these items, whatever the case may be, but enjoy it and make some money. Because I've, I, like I said, I've heard this a lot. It's a lot of fun when you can really start saving some money doing it. The next one is to buy generic brands. Um, this is a huge one, super easy to do. Uh, name brand is always gonna be more expensive. Buy generic as much as possible. When you go into the store, you're gonna see, you know, this can of salsa and it's gonna be the grocery store brand and you're gonna see this other can of salsa and it's gonna be Paces or whatever. And, you know, nothing on Paces, but the other one's gonna be cheaper. Same salsa, same whatever the other one's going to be cheaper more times than not, right? Very little overhead. They're able to mark those down. So whenever you can do those, you buy generic as much as possible. Now, do you always have to buy generic? No, buy it as much as possible. I make chicken pot pie with those delicious Pillsbury pie crust, right? Those Pillsbury pie crust with chicken pot pie are absolutely to die for. I walked into the store one time, me and my wife, and we were like, you know what? Let's try the generic one. Let's try the generic pot pie crust. We got it. I made the pot pie. Not the same. Would I ever buy anything but Pillsbury now? No, <laughs> you're not going to convince me. Uh, so if you're going, if I'm going to buy, I'm making a pot pie, Pillsbury pie crust is what I'm going to. If I'm going to buy seasonings, if I'm going to buy uh, condiments, if I'm going to buy, you know, anything like that. I'm going to buy generic. I'm going to buy generic. And it's, it's not that it saves me a lot, but it saves me a little. And that's all we're trying to do by living frugally. I'm not, I'm not sacrificing. I'm not depriving myself of getting, you know, uh, what I need. I am just getting it in the cheapest version that I can get the most value for my money. Remembering that definition. So everything else I guess generic, it's a great start for me. Like that's a great little implementation of frugal living for me. Um, some people it's Mac and cheese. I've heard that a lot, you know, like they don't want to try the, the generic Mac and cheese. Totally cool for your Mac and cheese. Just get the, get the one you want for everything else. Get generic, right? That, and that's kind of, that's kind of a good, a good rule of thumb. Uh, next one is probably one of the hardest to talk about and hardest to listen to, unfortunately. Uh, but you need to cook at home and meal prep as much as you can. You need to take your lunch. You need to eat at home as much as you can. When I work with clients, and, and this is why I'm saying this, this is when it comes to frugal living and getting the most value for your money, you can make meals cheaper almost every single time cheaper than you can buy them. Almost every single time. I'm not, I'm not going to say always. There are there are some ways out there that you can save some money by buying, you know, certain items in certain places and, you know, preparing them, saving them, all those things. But what I am telling you, is that when I work with clients, food, in in you know besides housing, food is almost always the most expensive item in their budget. It's the most expensive uh, line item in their budget, besides housing. So if you're already prone to this being your most expensive item, you are very prone to overspending in that category. So as much as you can, I'm not saying always. Once again, I'm not depriving you. I'm just saying as much as you can eat at home, meal prep, take your lunch. Like every once in a while, yeah, go have lunch with your coworkers. Yeah, every once in a while, grab you that that breakfast on the way to work, that coffee, whatever. But as much as you can, if if you can get this under control, you can save some serious cash. I think this is the one spot in people's budget that many try and try and try 
to, to change, and it's very difficult because food is so ingrained in our life. Food is so, so, it's, it's a necessity and a want. It's, it's very weird. I was talking to someone about this, um, and I was like, it's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest addiction because you need food, but it, but you don't need what you want, if that makes sense, right? Like you need food to survive, but you don't need what you want. There's still other things out there. Like you just need food to survive, but that want mentality is what makes food addicting. Um, and long story, I, I, I could give you my, my, my spiel on it. Um, but that's, that's just, just, just a thing, right? If you can save money in this category, that is a huge, huge win for you. Another one is buy quality items that last always when you're buying things, look at price, but also look at value, right? Look at price, but look at value because cost is important. I'm not telling you it's not, but if you have to replace that thing that you buy every single year, because you're buying the lowest quality and the higher quality one lasts five years or has a five-year warranty or whatever, you need to really think about that when you're making that decision, right? The value of spending $50 every year versus spending $150 every five years, you will save money over the long run. So think about that whenever you're, you're buying items, think about price and value. Think about both of them, compare the two, see in is this just, is this cheaper? It is, but will I have to replace this more than likely before I'd have to place this other item? And that's just something to think about. Okay. Something to think about, but always compare those two. Don't just always go for price. Uh, another one that you can do is sell or donate unused items. This can be through yard sales, garage sales, things like that. Uh, but this helps with that, uh, stress, diminishing stress, because it helps declutter, helps get a lot of that junk out of your home. If you, if you have built up a lot over the years, uh, but you can also make a little money by selling some things. If you just get out there, sell them, make a little cash, you can use the cash, you can declutter, you can all these benefits by just cleaning up, cleaning house and getting things out of there, uh, can be very beneficial to you. It's also a way to adopt that frugal living because you can start to have that, the, the comfort of having less, like you don't need all that stuff. You can start to feel comfortable having less. Um, and a lot of these, I'm busting through these last ones because pretty quickly, not only because of time, because this has, I have gone on some tangents today, but, um, also because not all of these are applicable, but I wanted to give them to you. They're not applicable to a lot of people because maybe they're just not available. Um, but I wanted to give them to you so that you could think about maybe, Oh, well I have a, I have four cars in my driveway and I could easily sell one of those, like things like that. Like it's not a yard sale, but maybe there's just something that you have that you don't need and you can get rid of it and make some cash and relieve that stress from your life. Um, the next one is use public transportation if you can make it feasible. What I'm not telling you to do is change your whole life if that's not feasible for your life. Like if, it, if you're gonna jump on jump on a, uh, in your car, drop your kid off at daycare, drive all the way to the bus stop, get on the bus, drive all the way, uh, ride to work, get on the bus, ride back to your car, get your car, go pick up your kid and take your kid and go back to work, and that takes you 10 hours, you're, you're, that's a dysfunction to your kid and it's a dysfunction to your life. I'm not telling you to do that. But what I am telling you to do is if you have the option to, you know, uh, you and a, a, a friend of yours that live really close to each other, y'all are going to like carpool. That's not public transportation, but it's a great option for you to more efficiently and save, save a little extra cash by driving to work two days or three days out of the week instead of five. 
Um, that's one option. Uh, another option is that maybe you have you you don't have kids. Maybe you could just ride your bike to work. A lot of people, you know, I've seen a lot of people ride bikes to work. A lot of people um, use public transportation if it's available. Uh, these ride chairs are, are are becoming a lot. These like commuting ride chairs are becoming a lot more popular. Uh, look into these things. These things are options, and they could save you a little cash and have you a little bit more of that frugal living. That getting more value for your money. That's the goal here. More value for your money, more conscious spending, thinking before you're just buying, right? That's what we're going for. Uh, it may not save you a lot. And then you may look at it and say, you know what? This is adding, this is removing two hours out of my day that I could be doing some other things. It's just not worth it. Cool. Don't do it. There's all these other options I've provided you that you can adopt and, and be more frugal about living. Uh, so don't do this if it's not easy, if it's not convenient, if, or if you, it's not going to always be easy, right? <laughs> Getting your car is the easiest. But if you're not willing to adopt it, then don't do it. Go to one of the other ones and choose it. Uh, but public transportation can save you some money if it is available. Um, and then the last one that I've got for you is turn the lights off, take shorter showers, all of those things around the house that you're already that you're doing. Like you need a shower, you you need to turn your lights on so you can see at night. Like all of those things, this is an easy one that can save you a little money. Um, don't think this is going to make you rich. It's not going to make you rich, but over time it is a smarter use of your money. Saving money on water, gas, power bills are beneficial. So if you are leaving lights on as you're walking around the house, turn them off. If you're taking super long, hot showers, make them shorter. Like all of these things can help you save a little extra cash in a very, very efficient manner. Right? So not going to make you rich, but will help in the long run. Now I want to end with this um, is is that frugality is a mindset shift. Is all of these tips are just are just simple ways that you can do it, but it's truly a mindset mindset shift because you need to be conscious of needs versus wants. You need to be able to distinguish between price and value, and you need to focus on more on experiences versus material things. You need to look at money, spend it more consciously, think about these things, and let that be the driver of the direction in which you're going. That's how you can be, live more frugally. Doesn't just have to be about spending money, spending less, like all those things. Like let those come with the frugal living, but have the mindset mindset shift, uh, and you'll be good. Now, I, I wanted to give you a four step, easy to implement process for frugality. Step one: evaluate your spending habits. You need to track all of your expenses for a month. If you're budgeting, this should be easy. You can just look at a previous month, but this will show you where your money's going. Identify those areas that you're overspending, and that'll be that evaluation. You'll have the data you need to start to live more frugally. Step two is set a frugal living budget. So if you are budgeting, look at those items and think about how you can be more intentional and frugal and, and spend smarter in those categories that you're overspending from that step one you know, find though, it doesn't have to be every item, but pick a couple of things that you want to change and implement it. Step three is change your spending behaviors. So once you've set the budget, think about how you're going to actually spend and be conscious about spending in those areas that you set. And that can be, as we've talked about sales, coupons, generic, packing lunch, turning off lights, etc. All those things are great ways to start and, uh, and help you live a more frugal life. But remember, just start a few changes at a time. Don't try to implement everything at once. Super difficult. It's going to change your life. It's going to be super rocky. 
and you're not going to stick with it. Start with maybe one, maybe two things if you're super optimistic, uh, but let those things start to present successes and then you'll be more willing to adopt others. Step four is explore and embrace the frugal mindset. Appreciate value over costs, focus on needs versus wants, and cherish experiences over material items. Um, you just have to continue to think about and explore. Think about, oh, I could save a little money if I just did that this way. Oh, I could save some some extreme cash by doing that instead. Just remember, it's a constant evolving um, uh, mindset, and you just need to evolve with it. So you'll spend money, you'll you'll continue to to make some cash uh, by saving, and that is a great great win for you. So I hope that you got a lot of out of this. I hope that this was a great, great thing um, to just show you how living frugal doesn't have to be complicated, doesn't have to be depriving, doesn't have to be a huge sacrifice. Uh, but just remember, evaluate current spending habits, set a frugal living budget, change your spending behaviors, and explore and embrace a frugal mindset. You will be on your way to saving a little extra cash through frugal living. And that is how you level up your life through frugality, right? Super, super easy. Start with one or two changes. Like I said, don't try to change everything. It's not going to work out super good for you. You will more than likely quit on it and it'll never have reaped any benefits for you. So remember that and remember that you can really save some cash, really help reduce that, really save extra money, really do all those things that you want to do to reach whatever financial goal that you're moving for. Now, if there, if you are having trouble or, or maybe you've never set a budget and you just need a little help doing it, head over to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now in the middle of the screen. And that will be a way for you to get a free consultation with me so we can decide if a financial coach is right for you. If, if it's a good fit, we'll get together, we'll meet up, we will help you get on track for where you want to go financially and put you in a position to reach your financial goals. You do want to give extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. Uh, there are tons and tons of items out there, uh, all for you to, to purchase, and the money goes right back into the stream to continue to help make make content and continue to, to push for helping others improve their personal finance. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in today. Don't forget to uh, subscribe um, to the channel and like the, the video and share the video and share the podcast and all those things. Uh, all of that is beneficial for helping grow the community and help people achieve the financial goals they have. Hope you took something out of this and you can adopt one or two of these items into your life so that you can level up by living frugally. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.